Welcome to the Witty and Gritty Podcast, where we believe that lifelong learning and relentless determination are essential to developing your passions and reaching your goals. Here to help you along the way are the hosts of the show. Take it away, ladies. Hey, y'all. I'm Brooke. And I'm Farron. As educators and high achievers, we're passionate about providing our listeners with effective strategies to help navigate life's obstacles and reach your goals sooner. Join us as we break down credible research that gives you a fresh perspective and challenges your limiting beliefs. Laugh and grow as we share personal anecdotes and interviews from people that have demonstrated what it takes to be successful. By implementing these practices, you will develop your unique skill set and learn how to better serve your community. Get your mind right. And enjoy this time designed just for you. Episode 68. Hey. You like to rhyme. I do like to rhyme. Do you know what rhymes with 68? Tell me. I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. No time to say hello, goodbye. I'm late, I'm late, I'm late. I knew you would know that one. I have not thought about Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> Alice in Wonderland in forever. Oh, I feel like I'm falling through the tree <laughs> in education. <laughs> It'll be fine, but the doors get smaller and I get bigger. I don't know. Things are happening. It's crazy. No. So, <laughs> speaking of <laughs> Allison, what <laughs> that is a yes. Well done, Farron. The head thinking triad. <laughs> I see where you're going with that. The head and thinking triad. Yes. So, episode 68, the Enneagram 5, 6s, and 7s, which fall into the head or thinking triad. Well done there. You're my favorite student. Like, there was almost Thanks. no connection at all. But oh, you, I got you. You made it. You okay. figured it out. It's like code names. Yeah. You give me those words and I'll just connect them somehow. And the other girls on our team are like, what? That didn't even make sense. And we're like, oh, Aww. it sure did. Yeah. It sure did. <laughs> I love that game. If you have not played code names, y'all, go get it immediately. It is so fun. You're missing out. And they have a Disney version, which is great for I your kids. About that. Yeah. Oh. So Alice in Wonderland might be on that one. Yeah, maybe. I don't remember. We we haven't got through all the pictures. Like there's a ton of cards, but just about every Disney yeah. movie we've come across. It has visuals too? It's just pictures oh, wow. of different Disney scenes. That's really and, good well, and okay. user friendly for children. On the back yeah. is words but right. on the side everyone wants to play oh, yeah it's yeah more pretty to look at i like it okay so we're going to talk about the head and thinking triad remember this whole mini series is about relationships so enneagram numbers and how they relate to each other so if you're looking for enneagram basics make sure you go to episodes 11 through 17 and binge those grab that workbook and then hop back here to talk about how those numbers play nicely with each other or not play nicely with each other. <laughs> to do and what not to do. In education, we call them examples and non-examples. That's right. Good old Freyer model. Yes. So this is the next step. If you have, you know, got the Enneagram bug and you're loving it and you know your number and you're looking for the what next, we can't recommend this book enough to you. It's called The Path Between Us by yeah. Suzanne Stabile. Yay. Okay. So... Each of these numbers, again, these episodes are a little bit longer because we're going to keep the triads together, so this may take you a couple of car rides to listen to, and that's totally fine. We would, we want to keep the triads together so it makes more sense holistically. Right. So if so, you're like, why the heck are these so long? It's because we're trying to keep it all together. Yeah, you can pause at the end of each Enneagram type number and then tune back in whenever you have more time. The power of pause. 
you know what? They have to have something to hold them over from Wednesday to Wednesday. That's right. We don't drop episodes every day, people. <laughs> Unless you're a Patreon member, and then you can get some bonus episodes here and there. So make sure you check that out. For sure. Okay, so each of the numbers, we're going to talk about how that specific number can be most effective to help their own relationships. And then we'll flip it. How can we help that specific number and grow that relationship there? And then we'll actually get super specific with number-to-number relationships. Yes, so let's start with relationships for fives. Yes, so again, the fives, that's the observer, the investigator, if you hear different groups of people talk about the Enneagram. So they may, may be a little more private and reserved And that's kind of who we're talking about right now. You know, going through this chapter, I felt like I could relate to fives in some ways. Because fives and nines both lack, like, the energy to give to others. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes, it makes me think of, so, and we'll get into this here in a little bit. So, it makes me think of energy tickets. Like, if I get ten energy tickets to spend throughout the day, if I spent my tenth one and it's 4 p.m., a five's going home, and they have to recover. So, And it's not like they get all ten back the next morning. It might take a little longer to get back to, to the ten tickets. Right. So, again, if you are a five, one of the um, suggestions here at the beginning is to find ways that you can be a part of the world around you without depleting all your energy all the time because if you're constantly putting yourself out there and getting out in the world and the result is pure exhaustion like that's not going to be fulfilling or exciting so I know that similarly being a nine I love re like chilling relaxing but then also that person like I want to be invited and sometimes I might say yes so I've this year particularly I don't know sure we'll blame it on COVID because once I say it's not because of COVID you're gonna think I'm lying but (laughs) I really was totally fine with like secluding social distancing I was like that's my jam but introverts rejoice yes it did make me realize that there are certain relationships that I did really miss and so now I'm still working on it but my plan is to really invest in those relationships that don't seem to always take so much obviously I'm gonna be a good friend if a friend really needs to lean on me I'm there but try to invest my energy in my meaningful relationships instead of maybe not so much meaningful um anyways way to put myself out there in a measured way that doesn't leave me drained if that makes sense yeah and just so you know fives you can survive being seen and known before you're completely ready so if you're standing on the edge of the diving board with, do I want to go and go out with that person? Or do I want to go spend some time with this group of people? You can survive it before you're ready. So you might need to adopt the start before you're ready mentality in some cases. Obviously not in all. Um, but if you're going, oh, should I? That's your clue to go ahead and try it. Because the fives are the ones, too, that aren't just going to give you all this personal information. Oh, like people sure. might ask just general get getting to know you questions but it can feel a bit intrusive to a five um so i like that that's a great suggestion right and you can be in an intimate relationship without risking more than you can stand to lose so Mm -hmm. just think on that let that marinate um yeah i think that would be helpful i feel like if fives could hibernate they would (laughs) (laughs) so my mother-in-law is a five shout out betty you're awesome 
Um, but one thing I remember from her interview, um, that's one of the driving factors in her grit. It was for the grit mini series is she doesn't want to have to depend on others. And so sure enough, fives don't like having to rely on others for help. And so I think this is just a good time to say that you can't get through life without needing a little help from others from time to time. Right. It does not translate to you being needy. Mm-hmm. Or all, incompetent. Or, oh, yes. So that one. It's, yeah, needing help doesn't mean you can't do it on your own because obviously we know you could. We mm-hmm. know you could pull the hours and research and do it. But if someone already has the skill set and already has the tool belt and is more than willing to say, here, do this, you can save yourself hours of going down the rabbit hole of researching how to do the thing. Yeah. So call up that friend. All the energy. Find another number. Yeah, spend your energy energy. ticket somewhere else. Also, Betty's episode was 23. She talks about being an attorney and having kids and raising kids and doing all those things and how she has used grit to get her through that. So episode 23 if you need that. I'm always mesmerized and impressed with your episode number recall. I don't know how I do it. Thanks, Jesus. (laughs) Shout out. (laughs) Okay, so if you are in a relationship with a five, these are some ways that you can support them and their needs. So this part makes me think a little bit about eights as well. Fives are not going to pick up on you alluding to something else or hinting at something else because, number one, they're thinkers, so they're just either one already thinking about something or two not trying to crack your code so it would be helpful if you were just direct and frank with them and a follow-up to that it also mentions to not be demanding and while that might sound i don't know how that sounds but to me again as a nine if it comes across demanding i already calculate that for whatever reason that's going to require more energy yeah the more demanding something comes across the more energy I'm going to have to expend to make sure it's done the way it needs to be done. Also, if you are asking a five a question, they're going to need more think time. So if you're an educator, you know what think time is. But Farron, in non-educator words, how would you describe what think time means? So like if you ask them a question and they don't give you an immediate response, you might want to facilitate by giving them answer choices or... You might just say, come on, do you have an answer yet? And now they're thinking about, wow, she really wants me to answer fast. So you've interrupted their thinking. So literally, you're going to ask the question. And the magic number I found out this summer is seven. Mm. You're supposed to count to seven, like one Mississippi. We're counting Mississippi. Mississippi. And guys, seven Mississippi's never felt so (laughs) long. So long. So yes, wait time important things don't give suggestions and try not to interrupt because then either they're going off a rabbit hole Mm -hmm. or they have to start all over right so if I'm talking to a friend who's a five and I say hey Betty do you want to go next Saturday to this craft show with me first of all that'd be an easy answer she would say yes (laughs) I'm trying to count to seven (laughs) Mississippi right now (laughs) see I I, I couldn't wait that long so I already answered See, that's the thing so, I think people do for fives, yes. too, is they answer for them. Yeah. And then the five's like, well, it'd take too much energy to explain. Well, that is the wrong mm-hmm. answer, so I'm just going to not show up. Yeah. So, again, <laughs> they just need more think time. It's not that they, again, not that a five is incompetent. They're actually very intelligent. 
almost all the time. We can't say always, put everybody in a box. Uh, but they just need that think time to think through all of the scenarios that are going with that, especially if they're a five-wing six, because then they're going through all of the, not necessarily worst-case scenarios, but they're going through lots of things. Do you say scenarios or scenarios? Scenarios. Yeah. Me too. But I think the last time I said scenario, I think I mixed them together. Wingardium Leviosa. It's Leviosa, not Leviosa. Yes. As we mentioned earlier, fives do not like having to rely on others. So if and when this happens, the best way, I mean, this is not a quote from the book. It's it is a quote the same from point. <laughs> Here's how I interpreted it. It's like, help them, but let's pretend like it didn't happen. So you're going to be discreet, you're going to be short to the point, and you're going to do it, and you're not going to look for a thank you or a, you know, whatever. So support them, but let's just pretend like it didn't happen. And then I think that's how you build that relationship that, hey, I, I can help you, and we don't have to make it a big deal. Yeah. Can you give me an example, Farron? Um, well, I mean, so I noticed... Every year, my mother-in-law, she buys everyone matching Christmas pajamas. I love that. And everybody's job is to pretend like they're like, oh, Christmas pajamas. Because in Jacob's family, you got to open one present the night before Christmas, and it was always the Christmas pajamas. So then, as a kid, you're like, I can open one. But then your mom's like, this one. (laughs) And you're like, not the Christmas pajamas. So anyways, I noticed as... Her four children started getting married, and we all started having babies. And again, just multiply that times all the people that you got to go. Jacob's one of four, yeah, and everybody's married. So that's and then everybody has grandkids. At least two. Everybody has grandkids. Two to three. Yep. (laughs) And so what I noticed, she I also know she hates shopping. She and she'll tell you I can do it, like a five. I can do it. I just don't like to do it, which is very true. And so um, I just noticed over the years that uh, it wasn't, it didn't seem fun, right? Like I think at one point she really enjoyed picking them out and the whole thing. Um, But now I learned, and I've heard her say plenty of times, if I could just pay someone to go get it and do it and all the things, I'd rather just like pay someone extra to go shop and do it. So someone out there looking for this job right now, (laughs) contact us. We'll get you in touch with Betty. So one year I just saw, they start advertising Christmas PJs like now. Oh, for sure. I'm very excited about this. So I texted her and I was like, hey, so I saw these pajamas. Would you like me to order them? We have a 30% off Kohl's coupon, like, and then you'd have them now and you wouldn't have to shop for them around Christmas and we'd have everyone's sizes you could wrap them in September if you wanted yeah. to. And she was like, you would do that for me? <laughs> and so, but here's what I did. I just, I told her, tell everyone to give you their sizes. And so they all texted her, her their sizes and then they she gave them to me. And then it was done. And I didn't make a big deal. I didn't go around telling everyone I did it and all that. But now, a few years later, she's very adamant about saying, Farron did this, and I love it, and it's awesome, but... Are you a jammy person now? Uh, I do the jammies now. I pick out the jammies. Oh, nice. You yeah. can get whatever you want. Well, yeah. I try to listen to the grumbling, because here's the other thing. Like, with, I don't know, 20 people in her house, it gets pretty hot, so I bought lightweight jammies this oh, last year. very good. Instead of, like, the flannel. Yeah, you could do, yeah. like, flannel shorts. Ooh, that's not bad Target idea. has some right now, everybody. 
But then I might feel obligated to shave my legs in December. You can wear long socks. <laughs> you buy pants for you. Everybody else has shorts. <laughs> Mommy, why are you wearing pants? So, well, you know. Oh, so anyways, the point <laughs> in that story was observation over the course of multiple years. Gently, on the own, saying, hey, would you like me to do this for you? And then discreetly helping, not making it a big deal. And then it's been awesome ever since. So we've been hinting slash saying out loud that fives don't really seek help, nor do they want it for they don't want they don't want to look incompetent or you know whatever the reason is. So if you are in a relationship with a five and they seem resistant to your help, make sure you're just talking about that and digging into it. Maybe set a, a time aside to have a couch date and just talk to them about it and if you are a five married to a non-five maybe you need to talk about that too just whether you need to clear the air or not um, if you are a spouse who is supposed to be dependent on the other spouse for certain things make sure you're doing that it's not easy it's not it's not okay now we're gonna get specific let's get specific let's get Physical. I know I was about to say it's like specific, <laughs> but then I was like, oh, maybe we can come up with a different specifical. If you wanna be specific, gotta get with my friends. <laughs> Numbers are so easy. Friendship is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. So fives and ones. We'll, we'll just start there. there. Yeah. <laughs> you go on this one. Okay, so I think the connection here is that neither the one nor the five want to feel incompetent or inadequate for different reasons. Again, if you're taking a quiz out there and you get a high number for one and a high number for five because of the criticism or the inadequacy or the incompetence factor, make sure you're going deeper and figuring out the motivation behind it. Is it because you want to be independent or because you don't want to look incompetent? Or imperfect. So imperfect versus independent, I think, would be two distinctions if you're stuck between two. And I would just add to that, too. Ones, be careful on the feedback you give to fives. I, I mean, I don't know very many people that like constructive criticism. But the way it translates... Not even the ones who give it the most. <laughs> the one that... The way it translates to them is not so much like, oh, I did a bad job. It translates to they themselves are, as a person, are inadequate. So just, again, not like you can't ever give them feedback of any kind, but just be careful in your delivery. Yes, especially since ones can typically be super blunt and not always the nicest about it. So make sure, like you said, don't be so direct. Maybe smile when you talk, right, Farron? Say it with be a, a smile. Be less monotone. Yes. All, All right. the advice you give me daily. Oh, walk slower. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Among others. I walk fast because it's more efficient. It if is. I could run in the hallway, I would. Sometimes I do when no one's looking. Oh, I do. And then I get caught. I'm like, <gasps> Yeah. As soon as I see eyes on me, it's like red light, green light. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> That's just, exactly what it is. Just, yes. That's so funny. Okay, fives and twos. So, twos are the helper. Mm -hmm. which we can already kind of see why this is going to clash a little bit if we're not careful. Twos, fives don't want your help. And they see you running around, being all up in everyone else's business is how it appears. You're just being helpful. You can read people well. But fives already, they don't want to be forthcoming with personal information. 
specifically their needs, and they don't want anyone fulfilling their needs. And what's your goal in life? Helping others and reading them. So you have to be careful with that relationship. Yeah, those boundaries. I think the boundaries need to be healthy and verbalized clearly in a way that everybody can understand. So that would be the thing. Five's like, yeah, I've got my boundaries, but the two's like, why aren't they letting me in? So if the five would just say, hey, um, I know you want to help me with this one thing, but I really want to do this on my own. That is a great phrase for fives. Not, I don't need help. Mm -hmm. Not, I don't want your help. Mm -hmm. But if you can verbalize, I'd like to do this on my own, I I could respond to like... And even acknowledging the two wants to help. I know you want to help. I love that you want to help. Thank you so much for that. I really want to try to do this on my own. Yep. If I need help later, can I come back to you? Oh, yeah. But be careful because then they might come back. Well, and if you, if you don't want that, then don't say that part. And you say, thank you so much for checking back in. And yeah. I'm still doing good. Thanks. Yeah. All right. Threes and fives. So one thing that I noticed for a lot of these numbers with fives is fives can teach threes and sevens and like the louder, more energetic numbers to kind of pull back some. Mm-hmm. So um, that's what she recommends here with threes and fives is, you know, threes want to go, 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 achieve, 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 lead, 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 image, all the things. And so fives can offer the gift to threes of teaching them when to just withdraw a little bit. Yeah, especially when we talked about the threes, about them taking a back seat sometimes instead of always wanting to be the leader. You don't have to be the leader here and here and here and here and here. And that's when you can ask your friend who's a five, like, okay, I need you to help me scale back because I can't lead everything. I can't pour from an empty cup and just, or humbly accepting that you did not get the leadership role. That might be a thing too. Ouchie. Yeah. Uh, Especially that's going to hurt a three because they're the achiever and performer and image. Yes. So if you thought threes and fives were the most opposite numbers, you might be wrong. (laughs) Turns out fours and fives are super different, right? Fours are all in their feelings, and fives are, like, not really about that. And fours are even fine with, hey, everybody, here's what I'm feeling. Let's all feel this together. And even if a five's going through a dark phase, it people might not know. People might not know it at all because they're consistent, I think might be a good word to use for fives. Even keeled, consistent, you might not know They're feeling a certain way because they are intentionally not letting that show. So fours love all the feelings and fives not so much. They're more of like, ah, let's not think about that right now. Let's think about these other things. So once those wings can develop, a four developed a five wing and the five developed a four wing, that's where the connection's going to be. So if you do have a friend who is a five and you're a four or vice versa, make sure you're developing those wings to help you. So fives with other fives are a great duo, but I found this really interesting since they both are, again, in the head triad and they get really into thinking and processing and going through all the thought processes oftentimes feels like they're doing something, but they've just thought about it, which sounds kind of bad, but because let me just say, if they've thought about it, it's been a lot. It's been research. It's been toying with it over and over again. So I don't want to take away from the thought process, but oftentimes nothing is actually maybe done Mm -hmm. for some people. Um, So when two fives are together, 
their relationship might actually be just based on thinking and bouncing ideas and having the same interests and research and reading and gathering knowledge and all that. And so she just cautioned, it's a great relationship, but wants to encourage if fives are with fives to also incorporate feelings for each other and then uh, like doing things together. If you're having a hard time, so let's say this is a work situation and the fives are brainstorming, it's an amazing session, they're not going to come up for air until one of the action takers goes in and says, hey, give me the top three. If you had to choose right now, give me the top three. So if you're a five with a five and you just keep going in this cycle of, oh, what about this? Or, oh, what about this? You're going to be able to do that forever because that is your skill set. So make sure someone is taking action. Yes. Which leads nicely into fives and sixes. So uh, I like this part. Um, When I was going to therapy for a little while, I'm a nine, but I can go to the unhealthy side of six a lot of the time. Because that's her stress number. Yeah, I kind of tend to live there for lots of seasons. But um, it, I remember talking about rational and irrational anxiety. And that's not the words they use. Because if you just were to tell someone who's having anxiety like you're being irrational, that's not going to work. It's like telling someone, okay, so that's like telling a 1, 8, or a 9 to calm down. Mm-hmm. Or that's like telling a 2, 3, or 4 to stop feeling like that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, just that's how I interpreted it to myself, and I can remember it easily. And so, fives can help sixes rationalize unwarranted fears. And then, fives, back to again, they can do it, but if they really don't want to have to like expend the energy to like plan stuff out, then sixes can hook you up and they'll, they'll help map out the plan right like if you're going on a vacation and a six and a five are flying a plane together the six has a fear of the plane crashing the five can easily say hey listen we're already in the air we're more likely to die on the way to the car from the airport to the hotel so chill for now and then i'm going to throw some more statistics at you on the way to calm you down the next time that was a good example it mostly reminds me minus the death part uh (laughs) so betty and my husband's side of the family we all go to the beach And I like to then, like, plan and pack way too much stuff. And Betty does a good job of, like, bringing me down. And it always ends up being her saying, well, if you forget it or we run out, we'll just go to the store. Mm -hmm. And That's what my mom taught me. It's a game changer. Oh, my gosh. You're right. We can just go to the store. If we need a jacket, we'll just go, hey, you got a new jacket. Look at that. It's not the Oregon Trail, people. <laughs> Hopefully no dysentery in the ocean. Oh, don't give me ideas. I'm so sorry. Dysentery cannot be transmitted via ocean, okay. just so you know. Thank you. There we go. Do you have enough oxen? <laughs> God. Your oxen fell off a cliff and died. So now you're You could not ford the river. You've lost all of your buffalo meat. Wow. That's a good game. Let's bring that back. Anyway, Oregon Trail tangent... All right, so now we're going to connect the fives with the sevens and eights. Yes. As mentioned before, they share the same line. Okay, so in case you're not sure what sharing the same line means, so you are connected, you are a number, and you are connected to a stress number, and you are also connected to a security number. So if I'm a five, I'm not a five, but 
hypothetically, a yeah. five. Mm-hmm. I am connected to an eight when I'm feeling secure. So whenever they're feeling secure, like let's say the five has a great project plan, they've thought it through, they're ready, they're confident, they're feeling great about it, then they're going to step into action a lot easier. They're going to be more assertive, go-to, go-getter. They're ready for it. They're stepping into the secure part of eight. So if they are unhealthy, they're going to travel to the seven, which is their stress number. So sevens, the enthusiasts, they don't like to feel those negative feelings ever. So if a five is stressed out, they're going to try to push away all those unhappy feelings, maybe not even address their feelings at all and just grind through it. But if they can tap into the positive side of the seven, they can feel more lighthearted and not have to take themselves too seriously. Like, whoops, I messed up, or hey, can you help me with that thing? I messed that up. That would be hard for a five to say, but you can also tap into that healthy part. All right, and the last but not the least, fives and nines. I feel like y'all are connected. Not as in, like, sharing a line or anything, but y'all have a lot of commonalities as well. So maybe if you're taking a quiz out there, you might... Score some nines and score some fives, but again, make sure you read the book so you can narrow it down. Well, fives probably like if nines um, just go with what they say, but if they don't, then that might be a problem. <sighs> she says that nines ramble a bit. And what's painful? <laughs> I don't think you ramble, Farron. Well, what's painful about that is sometimes I definitely catch myself rambling. <laughs> so when I saw that, I was like, no, I do Well... Actually, fine. That's funny. So fine. fives, make sure you're not going, oh my gosh, end the story, end the story, end the story. But again, boundaries are good for that. And nines are good for fives because we also don't pressure them to do things. Because we also, you know, don't like Your to energy do. is low as well. Yeah, we're like sloth friends. Have fun. <laughs> oh, that is funny. Okay, so again... Fives and nines, nines will just, not will just agree to anything, but if a five presents them with, hey, I think this is the best solution, the nine can understand that if they're saying that, they've researched it and they know what they're talking about. So, okay, I trust it. So that's how that works. Dun, dun, dun. That's funny. It's just a good segue into the sixes, (laughs) (laughs) which is the loyalist. Yeah, y'all, I'm telling you, this is like my second number. That's not really a thing. But <laughs> <laughs> not to confuse you, but yes, no. if Farron were a different number in a different dimension, mm-hmm. it would be a six. Yeah. In the stress dimension. Yes. It's just like, uh, you know, that's why we encourage you to read these books. Because on a lot of tests, I would come up as a six. Yes, we took. Like a million. Yes, and you kept scoring a six, but then we read The Road Back to You, and you're like, oh, I see what's going on here. You know what I specifically remember about that day? You going, who are you? (laughs) (laughs) Because I'd answer a few questions like a certain number, and then you'd get to a question and know like what my answer was going to be. And I was like, no, it's this. <laughs> and so I think there's a little best friend issue there. Like, wait, I thought I knew you. <laughs> I knew my best And then on top of that, you were scoring like a certain number. And so, <laughs> who are you? Oh, and then so at one point, I think you said a nine. Maybe you're a nine because they're like a little bit like everybody. But maybe I just remember that wrong. I believe it. Okay. I trust you. 
Again, this is why it's hard to type somebody else. So, again, if you have a loved one who is resistant to the Enneagram, you can do your best, but only they will actually know. Ooh. I like the chapter title for this. Oh, what is it? It says, Sixes, Question Everything. Oh. It's true. We didn't say fives. Oh, well, they'll have to get the book. <laughs> Suckers! Okay, they're going to be thinking about that for a long time. Maybe if they make it to the end, we'll go back and okay. read chapter five. <laughs> if we remember. <laughs> okay, so it says question everything, which is so funny because sixes are the worst case scenario planners. Not necessarily that they're doomsday preppers, but I wonder if there's a high percentage of doomsday preppers who would also be Enneagram sixes. Yes. We'd have to go to the motivation on why they did that. So if you are a six, here is some advice. Remember to listen to your body. Um, I feel like I've heard this, you hear it all the time, right? Like your heart can lie to you and your head can lie to you, but listen to your body. So a lot of times I might think I'm doing well and not stressed out. And then like my body will be like, hello. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You'll start getting sick. Yeah, we're not fine here. Quit (laughs) telling people you're fine you're not right. fine or you've got car collapse when you're riding in the car with someone else and you keep falling asleep mm. because you aren't sleeping because you're doing other things instead of resting yeah oh so yes watch that and then that i liked how you were saying that the head and the heart can lie to you and that just makes me think about captivating your thoughts so again if you are a phobic type of personality if you're like oh my gosh we're gonna die on this plane you can take that thought captive and logically think through that, not saying you're irrational, like you were saying mm-hmm. earlier, Farron, with rational or irrational phobias. But you have been given a mind and a skill set to process through and filter through your thoughts through a biblical lens, preferably. And that's how you can scale it back, maybe. Mm-hmm. So another number I've tested as before is a one because I do like to follow the rules, but out of fear um, because I don't want to get in trouble. Mm. And so it talks about how six is that, you know, if you ever want to be noticed or stick out or, you know, to me, like achieve big, scary dreams, then you have to take some risks, which bleh, why risk anything? Just do it the safe way. But I remember Janet Clancy, we interviewed her and one time she pulled me aside just before going to college and she was like, so you haven't like ever done like anything, like gone to a party or snuck out? I'm like, no. And she's like, you know, it's okay to like get in a little bit of trouble, right? And I was like, no, it's absolutely <laughs> not okay. Um, I think Janet's episode's 36 or 37. It's a she's great in the episode. She's in the vulnerability series, Darren Grayley. Mm-hmm. But it's not Randy's episode. You know what? Maybe she's 38. She's, it's either... Or, Farron, Randy, and Janet were 36 or 7, 38, somehow yeah. in that order. Just I think Randy's 37, actually. Listen to all of them. I love it. Okay, and then another thing that it says on here is you have to accept that some things will work out and some won't, but ultimately you'll have everything you need to address them. So another big breakthrough in therapy was finishing the question, you know, like the what-if question. What if I get fired? You know, like I want to do my job so well, it's stressing me out. I'm spending the weekends at school for the kids, but mostly because I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want to lose my job. And then, okay, well, what if you lost your job? Well, I guess I could 
apply somewhere else and probably get hired. Or I could go be a Walmart greeter. Not knocking that. It's just like there are other jobs that I could still get to pay my bills Mm -hmm. and all of that. There are jobs out there that I could go get. And so kind of don't dwell in the what if I get fired? What if I get fired? It's going to be so awful. If I got fired, it'd be horrible. The worst thing. Go a step further Mm -hmm. and say, okay, let's say you did get fired. Because guess what? As a six, you could figure out the answer to that. You got the resources. Speaking of figuring it out, we talk about that very specifically in the Everything is Figure Outable mini-series. We talk about how you go, okay, and then what? Okay, and then what? And you keep going further and further and further. And at the end of the day, bottom line, you have to give it to God. I know that sounds so freaking cliche, especially if you're... And stuck in a certain mindset right now. And you're like, oh, just give it to God. Bad. I want to hear that right now. Uh, but I would seriously ask you to look at 2 Corinthians 10.5, which is about capturing thoughts. And then I would ask you to look at Philippians 4.8, which is things to think about. So whenever you're ready to hear that, rewind and listen to that part again. Yes, ma'am. And again, it's easy to think that way when life is going great. So if you're in a, a sure. friend that's in a everything's going great season... You might not be the one that needs to deliver it to to the other person. So yeah. we'll do that for you. Because they'll say, shut the front door. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you are in a relationship with a six, um, it says in here that six is like friends who are emotionally mature. And so I shouldn't share this. Why do I share this stuff? Well, it's because I shared something embarrassing two episode, episodes ago. So uh, your turn. Well, when I was in elementary school in Nebraska. <laughs> I don't think they talk like that up there. I hung out with the recess monitor every day at recess. Like, as in the adult? Yep. The paraprofessional that watched everyone at recess. I, I, and her name was Miss Bell, and I just hung out with her. And then whenever she had to talk to the kids because they were being bad, I'd kind of give her some space, and then as soon as they went away, I went back. You did that for recess every day? Every day. Why? Um, okay, so... I think I can easily get into people's, like, feelings, like, very empathetic. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it started to get to be a thing where, like, people were being mean to other and there's, like, conflict. But, like, for kids, I feel like they have a thousand conflicts a day and they last, like, two seconds and they're over it. Right. That's not how it works for me. I'm like, why did she do? That was awful. I can't be her friend. (laughs) And so just... I remember this moment. I would get too sucked into... Kids had the five-second feelings, and I hadn't learned that skill yet. Mm. Whereas, like, an adult is probably not going to, you know, if I say something stupid, they're not going to say to my face, well, that was stupid. Your idea is stupid. And then expect me to keep playing with them. You know? Right. <laughs> like, uh, I don't want to play this know. game anymore. <laughs> I, it just, mm-mm. And, I, you know, six is it kind of talks about trusting things, and I think that was a bit of a factor. Like, I felt like I could trust adults but not my peers. So earlier when we were talking about fives and sixes, Mm -hmm. again, not just shutting down the sixes feeling, whatever they're feeling. We're not trying to shut down feelings we want to turn and face, but also speak wisdom and truth when we can. Um, So again, if a six is freaking out, now is not the time to say, oh, don't worry about it. Mm. So maybe you need to reflect raise it and deliver it I think it's all about delivery at the end of the day it comes down to delivery so if your six is getting wound up they're trying to like they go to a three when they're stressed out so they're going to try to achieve 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 and we'll talk about that in a second 
Make sure you're not saying, well, just don't worry about it. It's going to be fine. And then there goes the, well, what if, the what if, the what if game. So ways to talk them down, like you were saying, Farron, that will be helpful. Yeah, and to kind of reiterate what you're saying, it's like before we go even take the kids anywhere, I kind of go through a checklist with Jacob. And I know he probably finds it annoying because he doesn't like to see me stressed. But, like, if we could just go through the checklist, then I could be at ease the rest of the time. Yeah. And so, years into our relationship now, he welcomes the checklist. What's the checklist? Right, Tell us about your like, tactics. Okay, in the diaper bag. Sometimes when we're lazy and we're in the, like, kitchen near where the diaper bag is, instead of going all the way, nines, to the bedroom to get the wipes, <laughs> we go steal them out of the diaper bag, and then they kind of float around our house. And then so, you have no wipes. It's things like mm-hmm. checking the diaper bag for wipes, snacks. Oh, always. If you want to be a good mom, you ha- just keep snacks at okay. hand all the time. Side note, tangent, are you going to be able to remember what you're talking about? Yeah. Okay, so a few months back, there was a really bad wreck on... 30. If you know 30 guys in Rockwall, remember when it was shut down for like four hours and people were stuck on the highway, like where the lake was across the bridge for four hours. And I was so thankful that I wasn't stuck there with my kids Mm. because snacks, bathroom, what are you going to do? Yeah. But there was a guy who uh, got his elote cart and was <laughs> going down there. I was like, heck yes. That's, that's a smart businessman. Number one. Number two. Very good, because my kids would have for sure gotten some of that. What kid doesn't eat corn? Morgan as a child. Well, if I had to guess. Carla, tell me. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) They won't eat it. Yes. No, so we just go through a checklist of all the things, but I think almost what's more important is inevitably we tend to forget something, and he never makes me feel bad about it, and he always comes up with a solution. Nice. Faster than I can go through... This is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> now we got it. See? Banana leaves. <laughs> okay. Also, I will never not have wipes ever again. I will always have wipes forever, even when my kids are out of diapers. Yeah. They're just so practical for they everything are. ever. All so, the things. In the side note. Um, so, sixes, they are the loyalist, so they will attach whenever it is deserved. So, again... Maybe their love language might be more quality time related. Um, one of so my sister in law Stephanie is a six, and I can still remember to this day in their wedding vows. One of the lines Blake said was, "I will never leave you," and it always stuck with me and makes perfect sense why that's such a great line for her for him to say in their vows. I thought it was really sweet. Mm-hmm. So another thing you might not know about sixes is they will probably keep their anxieties to themselves Mm -hmm. so make sure you check on your friends who are sixes and counseling is a good thing we're pro counseling we talk about it all the time it has helped us in multiple ways we can hook you up with amazing counselors in the area i don't know about other areas but i know about our area so counseling is very good for everybody don't just shove it down it's got to come out somewhere you'd rather it come out the up than out the Oh my goodness, you went there. I might edit that out. (laughs) No, for me, there's a few reasons why I think I've always tried to keep it in. One, we want to be okay. Like, we want to feel good, so we try to convince ourselves we're fine. So there's that. Secondly, we don't want to bother anybody else. And so, again, kind of the conflict of a nine. Like, I don't want to make anyone else's life 
whatever because now they're worried about me. Um, and so, yeah, then there's a little bit of a control with it, right? Like, people's reaction is going to be like, why are you worried about that? Just don't do it. Don't think about it. And that's not very helpful either. So if I share with somebody and then they try to give me that advice, like you were giving different examples, mm -hmm. it only makes me feel, again, maybe more kind of like a five, like more inadequate, like, yeah, Shouldn't you're right. Shared. Why do I feel that way? <laughs> I must be. There must be something wrong with me. And so oftentimes mm -hmm. it's almost like no good's going to come from others knowing that I'm stressed out. So might as well bother. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's the devil talking That's, to you. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> shut it down. Shut Lucy down. Okay. Enneagram numbers with each other. So sixes and ones. <laughs> In my notes next to this, I drew like the <gasps> face. <laughs> because again, me, I'm thinking of me and my sister-in-law, Stephanie. And it says one, so with a one, with their crazy expectations for themselves, which trickle over to others, it makes the sixes just their anxiety increases, which that is the last thing I would ever want to do to someone because me stressed out is not good because I have all these high expectations. So then if a six is trying to like play that game of crazy, that's not, that's not good. It's yeah. not going to help them at all. So I need to tone it down. We aim to please, don't mm. we? Mm -hmm. Yes. All right, so twos and sixes. So I thought this was interesting. A six is all about, again, that safety um, with all the planning and how can we do this fail-proof system, whereas twos are more about the relationships. And so it's they both have this desire that sometimes can appear to be very similar, um, but there's there's definitely a distinction there. And sometimes twos and sixes can be leery of each other. Like the six might be thinking, why is that two being so nice to me? And the two's the going, time. why is that six just not trusting me? Yeah. So verbalize it, get it out there instead of this whole elephant in the room thing we're not even going to talk about. Trust is there for a reason. So once that is established, then count on it. Yeah. A weird thing for me is people... Spending money on me. Like if people want to buy me a Starbucks. I got you, girl. Or buy me pick up Chick-fil-A or something. Like, I don't know why. Are you hinting why. things to me? Okay. I don't know. Well, Farron's birthday. Got it. Brittany. <laughs> I work with a friend named Brittany, and she, I don't know. She would get, like, so, I don't know. I'm going to use the word frustrated, but that's not really. But, like, she would ask me Befuddled. several times. Are you sure it's my treat? Let me buy it for you. And I'm just like, no, I don't know what it is. It makes it so uncomfortable for me. Oh, well, let let me love you is what mm. I would say back. Baby, you should let me love you. Didn't we sing that last episode? I don't know. You it's tell us. It's a good us. one. Yeah. Yeah, we did because we, we were did. like, Mario. And then we were like, Step wonder, up. that's okay. Come on over. <laughs> oh we got you. Woo, okay. Twos and, not twos. We just talked about twos. Sixes and threes, they are connected, so a six is going to go to a three in stress. And what that could look like is trying to do whatever it takes to get to the top so that they can be trusted by their boss or not get fired or whatever that underlying fear is in their head that they're thinking about that they can't escape from. Mm -hmm. So they might be like, achieve, perform, perfect, go, 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 and not rest. Yeah. That's something that I've gotten feedback from Jacob on, too. He's a three, my husband. And then, again, I tend to live in a six world. 
And so I, um, when I've gotten different promotions and things, instant anxiety. And he's like, what do you mean? This is freaking awesome. And I'm like, eh, but I don't know. What am I messing up? Yes. And like, mm-hmm. what does this even mean? And he's like, you're freaking awesome. So oh, I love it. I love that he's a good hype man for you. I, yes. Our, it's just so funny how God gives you the perfect hype man. Like Morgan knows exactly how to pump me up. Cause I need like in your face. Yeah, let's go. You're awesome. And Jacob's like, oh, duh. Of course you got it. So I love it. Yes, we have good men. Yay! All right, sixes and fours. So again, sixes do go through worst case scenario. And I think the difference between the fours and the sixes, fours are like, um, if only I could do this, 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 or I'm in my feelings, so if this could have happened, then da-da-da-da. And then the sixes are going, well, what if this happens? Or if this happens, then this happens. So instead of the longing feeling, it's more of very this case scenario, this case scenario, A, B, C, D, E, F, G plan. Yeah, I think a good way to say what you were saying too is that fours are comfortable in that um, in that situation, which is way more stressful for sixes. So fours are fine with longing and wanting and hoping and they live that, love that. And then mm-hmm. sixes are like, I don't like this. How can we fix it? So mm-hmm. Yes. The advice says watch for that. So uh, make sure. Again, I think it comes down to just communication. Mm-hmm. Because a six might be like, how are you so calm right now? And the four's like, I'm chilling. Yeah. I love this. So stressed out. Yeah, <laughs> Give me all the crazy plane rides. Whoa. <laughs> jinx, double jinx, fuck that jinx. Brooke, I still Brooke, Brooke. can't remember how to do that. That's okay. I like uh, to win at something. Oh, good job. You win at a lot of things. <laughs> Obviously, you win at the tall contest. You beat me in that. Well, I'm shrinking. Bad posture. Sit not to up. my height. <laughs> I hope not. I'd have to remove some vertebrae or something. Oh, let's not. Okay. You keep all that. Okay. Okay, sixes and fives. We kind of talked about this last section, but fives don't need to have all the answers, and sixes really want to have the answers. So the fives are comfortable with researching, keeping to find other options, and the sixes are like, no, but what are we really going to do when that happens? <laughs> when X happens, what is the Y? What are we What are we doing here? Yes. And then it goes on to talk about sixes with sixes, and it talks about this seesaw approach. And so, um, like, if one's in a high-stress anxiety state, the other six can help, you know, bring him down because they can totally relate and vice versa. And that's really Jacob's a three, I'm a nine. And so we both can have a bad side of six from time to time. And so, um, that's definitely how we have to role play. Luckily we haven't had a season in life where we've both been down at the same time because that's a broken seesaw. (laughs) (laughs) Broke right in the middle. (laughs) But we're pretty good at like, okay, if one's down, picking them up and Mm -hmm. vice versa. I like how the sixes, sixes with sixes, it's like, there can be only one. So only one of us can panic right now. The other one needs to not. Yes. We gotta Uh, take turns. I'm just visualizing the broken seesaw. It (laughs) can't be a good thing. Oh, yes. Always gotta be seesaw. Okay, sixes and sevens. Yes, so sevens are all about um, the future is getting better, and this can be good for the sixes, right? Because they tend to live in the worst case scenario mm-hmm. world and mindset. So if sevens can share that optimism of the future is just going to be great, tomorrow will be a better day, this will all work out in the end, um, 
that's positive phrasing. Can I be love great. that balance factor there too. And we also talked about in the Everything is Figure Outable mini series about how, oh, well, what's the, like you were saying that perfect example, Farron? What if I get fired? Then you need to do the opposite. Okay, well, what if I get promoted? Mm-hmm. And and then what happens? And then so instead of just always doing what's the worst case scenario, make sure you're balancing it out there. And what's the best that could happen? I I need a I needed that reminder. I think we all need that reminder. Yeah, man, it's just a habit to fall into worst case. Like I'm good if things are just like okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. Razor. We are okay. That makes me think of Monsters <laughs> University <laughs> when they when they like they don't die and they're like we're okay chanting we're okay. Oh, that's so funny. Oh well. Oh, hashtag accurate. Okay, <laughs> sixes and eights. So for eights, they do and then think, and then the sixes think and then do. Guys, I can't stand it. <laughs> I can't flip and stand it. Have we mentioned coworkers? Yes, we have. I'm not going to say past or present. And it's not all of them. It's me. She's talking about me, everybody. Sure. So if you think it's, it's you, it's Brooke. me. Sure. She does. It'll be me. And then thinks. And it drives me nuts. Probably. And I think it just goes back to... It, I'm uncomfortable because I haven't had enough time to plan or decide what I think or feel about the situation. So I'm having to commit to something I'm not sold on. Mm-hmm. And then two... I don't have time to worst case scenario plan, which sometimes might be good, but when we're maybe like, if you're in a group project, new example, not uh, work relationships, just example, you're in a group project and someone decides to do and then like the aftermath is terrible, like you all are responsible because like your name's on it. Mm -hmm. And maybe that sounds really controlling, but the control is more in the, I didn't get a chance to plan and their idea might be great. Right. Eights, my, the idea that they decide to pull the trigger and do without giving me think time might end up being the one that later I realized sure. was the best one. Sure. But it's so uncomfortable, and I think there's a lack of respect. I think yep. it conveys say a lack it. of respect <laughs> uh-huh. for caring about what anyone else has to say or contribute. And that's so typically unhealthy eights, they steamroll over everybody. So that could really look like hey, I'm take charge, I'm doing this, this is how we're doing the project, which conveys lack of respect, doesn't doesn't matter what the other people say, this is what we're doing anyway, and if it's right, it's all me, and if it's wrong, why didn't y'all say anything? That's what an unhealthy eight might look like. A healthy eight is going to learn to read the room, give think time, hear what the other group has to say, and then decide together. Yes, I think that's a great way to go about it. Sixes and nines. They share a line. So nines, when they stress, they go to a six. And when sixes are healthy, they take on the positive qualities of a nine. Hmm, There's some positive qualities about me, people. Mm -hmm, But I'll just talk about the ones I'm working on. (laughs) (laughs) So I did like how it talks about um, setting their own goals. Because if we wait on each other... Um, to take action, it could be a while because we're both thinking and pleasing and anyways. So, shout out to Starla R. <laughs> she um, is a six, I think, the last time. Because she was doing some quizzes too, but I think she's a six. Um, and Halloween every year. I don't know why, but it's like the day before Halloween that we finally come up with our plan. <laughs> every year past 10 years (laughs) and like we both tell each other that we tell other people like we're planning to do halloween together but we don't actually tell each other 
that we're doing it until like the day before and then just depending on that year maybe we have energy and we make like cute halloween snacks or maybe we just order pizza it just depends yeah but we we agreed that we have this mutual understanding to do halloween so that's my nine and six relationship example we get along great but yeah sometimes pulling the trigger on things (laughs) (laughs) how are you feeling uh I'll call you in five hours. Let you know how I feel. Yeah, if all my energy spent. Oh, that is funny. Okay, so now we're going to go to the last number in this head thinking triad: the five, sixes, and sevens. We are now on the sevens, and their tagline is "It's all good." Yeah, it is, baby. It's all good. It's It's all all good. It's fine. It's Mm -hmm. all good. So a little bit of a reality check here, sevens. Sometimes you gotta face those feelings, and so here are some tips to help grow yourself. If you're a seven, how can you enhance your relationships and your self-awareness there? So I feel like we've, by this episode, right guys, we've talked about sevens with every other number. Right. But in case you missed it. Uh, or sevens if you've avoided it the last however many chapters. <laughs> I just skipped to right here. Yes. I'm probably going to hit end. Skip 30 seconds, 30 seconds, 30 seconds. Yes. <laughs> well, it turns out you can't only live with half your emotions. You can't have just all the happy, positive ones. There are sad and down emotions that are part of life, and you can't outrun them forever. So I'm chuckling over here because I talked to a seven who will remain anonymous for this episode. And she was saying, I don't want a half A this. I want a whole A this. And I'm mm. obviously saying the A word. Apple. But I'm apple. So I'm okay, I'll use apple. Because it's some. <laughs> this so is perfect. Okay. So we're talking on the phone. We're just dreaming all that stuff because I go to a seven when I'm secure. And she goes, I don't want to half apple this. I want a whole apple this. Nobody likes half an apple. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, exactly. You want a whole apple that. Let's go. I want two handfuls of apples. That's not right. One. Yeah. How would you like it if someone handed you half of an apple? Bites out of it. What? Oh, I was talking about the other apple. I'm still talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what are we talking about? <laughs> we'll leave it up to the listeners okay, to decide. The point is you don't want to half apple things. We're going to forever use that now, because it just sounds good. Thank you for the word apple there. You know, I'm here for you. That's what I'm here for. Oh, man. So, again, I think this is one of my takeaways from counseling. Also, turning and facing all of the emotions. So, I just didn't, I didn't have the emotions. I just had the anger, which I was really good at. So, then learning to turn and face all of them. So, sevens, y'all are already, like, halfway turned. You just got to keep turning. I think it's kind of like the sixes answering the what if question. What if you get fired? And then they're like, oh, I mean, it wouldn't be great, but I'd be fine. Yeah. Just that example. Right. Seven, same thing. You're you're running away from these feelings for years. But maybe the sooner you address them, it won't, wouldn't take as long to work through them or once you work through them like dang now you're not running from them yeah you can't run forever and even if you could then i mean who likes to run forever the quality of life even the the marathon runners they (laughs) rest they rest sometimes even forrest gump i think i'm gonna go home now (laughs) i'm pretty tired i think i've gotta go home 
you just morphed into a whole nother person right now, right yeah. in front of my eyes. I that. It was on last night. I was watching it last night. So, uh, anyway, <laughs> neither here nor there. Yes. Uh, so, sometimes sevens are going to need to accept that life can be boring in certain pockets of life. Like that's COVID. Gonna be, that's going to be really hard. I know COVID was hard for all of our extroverts. Yes. All of our sevens were probably going nuts. I actually have a friend who's a seven who was very vocal about having such a hard time during COVID and still respecting boundaries and still being smart and still being wise about certain things. And that's just when it's the grind. So whether it's your nine to five you're trying to get out of and you're a seven going, let me out, you still have to exercise responsibility there mm-hmm. and provide food or provide shelter. <laughs> and you're going to have to kind of grind that out until you're ready for the next phase. And Something, I guess this was whenever we read 15 Valuable Laws of Growth, a throwback, episodes one through eight. The OGs. There's there's um, active waiting versus inactive waiting. Mm-hmm. So, and that was a game changer for me. Everyone goes through these life phases where you know you're in, you're in the in-between, but you can either have year one of experience 30 times, or you can have 30 years of experience. Mm. So, just think on that one if that was confusing go back and listen to those episodes because that was a game changer just knowing actively waiting is a thing that you can and should do that way you're still growing i feel like my mom who's a seven did a great job of reframing covid at least she verbalized it i don't know if she really felt this way but it seems she did she reframed it as if i gotta stay home i'm gonna do all this stuff that i've been wanting to do at home but because she's a seven She'll go do anything she gets invited to or make her own party happen. Yeah, come check out my spice cabinet. Yes, and so she's all like... <laughs> Story for afterwards. Uh, <laughs> As in like our after hours episode? Yeah. Great. We'll end that. You know what? Maybe that's what our Patreon people will get. Maybe. They'll get the after <laughs> the after hours episode we've, we've been teasing yeah, since episode teasing. one. But she just reframed it as, I'm going to use this time if I... She didn't call it being like stuck at home. Maybe she did, but... You know, she didn't look at it that way. She reframed it as, cool, now I'm going to get to do all this fun stuff that I've had, like, in her craft room and all these projects that she's been wanting to do. And she's, I think she'd say she's going to play because she paints. And so mm-hmm. just... That's a good way to tap into the healthy side, too. Mm-hmm. Like, if you are really stressed out of being stuck at home, you are trying to, like, break out, then reframing it and being positive there is going to be really helpful. I do have to say one more thing. And I do love my mother. But when it's said that your behavior is both alienating and charming <laughs> at the same time, I, it just made me laugh. Because my mom, you, you love her, or like you gotta love her, just because she's a seven wing eight. And so I think we've said before, like... You will get out on this dance floor. You will have fun! <laughs> no, you, no, it's not acceptable. Oh. So, anywho... Um, she has plenty of friends. Ain't no party like a Jeannie Fraser party because that Jeannie Fraser party don't stop. No, it sure don't. But I can definitely see how there could be some people in her life who she may not even remember have alienated themselves. But she has more people that find her charming. I do like the charming aspect yeah. because I want to know how many times sevens can talk their way out of tickets. Oh. I bet it's every time. I bet it's some just disproportionate amount of being able to talk their way out and be charming. My mom in particular, I don't think has that skill because she's gotten a few, but she is good at haggling. 
Like, okay, there at you Canton, go. I can't. I have to walk away. I have to be like, Mom, I want that. And she goes, $7. And I'm like, okay, I'll pay $7. And she's like, no, give me a second. And I go and I literally have to walk away because I'm a nun and I can't handle it. And so she'll come back and she's like, I got three for a dollar. And I'm like, how How the heck? And she's like, I just do. So haggling is where she's able to use her Mm -hmm. charm. And it suits her well. It sure does. Okay, so now if you are in a relationship with a seven, whether that's coworker, spouse, friend, daughter, dog, (laughs) dog. You know know dogs are sevens. All dogs are sevens. They've got to be. I was picturing like a range of Enneagram numbers with dogs. Oh, that's funny. So golden retrievers got to be a six because they're super. Well, all dogs are sixes too. They're loyal. This is another. (laughs) This is for another day. How to love your sevens. When criticism is necessary, you got to be gentle and brief. I like to call it the compliment sandwich. Yes. Farron, you look so amazing. Hey, can you do this for me? And I love you so much. You're hot. <laughs> do you want some ice cream? Or maybe hand them ice cream while you give them the criticism. And if they start getting sad, hand them more. <laughs> I don't like ice cream. What do you like? I will get it for you. Chips. And that's right. So I'll just keep producing bags of chips. Golly. I'm there. Oh, so it's one of those that's got to be gentle and brief, so you can't be like, ah, like a band-aid, because that kind of hurts, so it's more of like you have to get the baby oil with the band-aid and like rub as you pull off and talk. Mm-hmm. If you need to know that trick, person who just had a newborn baby who has this hospital-grade band-aid on the baby's heel, use baby oil. I do not recommend calling your sister-in-law to rip the band-aid off. <laughs> Oh, it's just the fu- it's a funny inside joke. Okay, because Stephanie really didn't rip the bandaid off because it was already falling off. But it was my first baby, first bandaid, and I was every time I pulled it off, it someone would cry. I'm like, oh my god! And then <laughs> Stephanie comes over, holds the baby, and it's like, oh, I'm like, ah! <laughs> Did you rip it off? I've been working on that for a week, for months. <laughs> oh man! So yeah, that happened. That's nice. <laughs> so. Um, again, my mom's a seven and there's just things in this book that she puts into words that sometimes I hadn't been able to put into words, but I'm like, yes. And we have the same thing circled, which is what I love. (laughs) Yes, it says that if you're talking to a seven about your feelings, you need to have already decided what your feeling is. You can't like process it with them. And so I, we've mentioned this before, like with friends. There's sometimes I call my mom and I'm like, I want to be mad about this because she'll want to solve it or she'll mm-hmm. take the wrong side, which she's my mom. She's supposed to be on my side. Always and forever. And then I'll be like, no, mom, my side is this. And she's like, well, I'm just saying. And <laughs> as a nine, I get it. But that's not why I called you. You're supposed to be on my team. So anyways, what I've learned is if I just preface with how we're both going to agree to feel in response to what I'm mm-hmm. about to tell her. I think it is also helpful if you preface with, hey, uh, I just need validation, or hey, I need a cheerleader, or hey, I just want you to listen, and I want you to fix it. And you mentioned saying this to both of your parents during different times, and Jacob too. So that's just All a smart people. tactic. It could be a nine that we just got to be more, they can't read us. Mm-hmm. They can't read what we need. We I, wish they could. I they just can. like how she wrote, like, you're going to need to do that with somebody else. <laughs> Don't do that with sevens. You need to do it with somebody else. Yeah, it's not like, try this and see if it helps. It's like, mm mm. So we're going to give you the advice and say you need to talk to a two because twos talk as they process. So if you need a talk as you process kind of person, go find a two. 
Yes. There, that would be my advice. Luckily, my dad's a two. There you go. <laughs> Mom, put dad on the phone. This is crazy. Oh, my goodness. That is so funny. Okay, so sevens need space to freely express their ideas. So if they are, if you want to have a hopes and dreams session, do not speak practicality into that the first time you hear it. Let them dream big because sometimes you need to dream bigger too, especially if you're playing small with something that you should be playing big with. Why should you put a limit on yourself for certain things? Obviously, stay healthy. But Okay, so we're going to transition to Enneagram numbers with each other. So sevens and ones, which is my personal experience, an amazing relationship. My favorite seven, the redhead, Emily, shout out. Uh, she really helps me be spontaneous. And if I'm not feeling so much energy because I tapped out, she'll be like, nah, let's go. And I'll be like, okay, yeah, because it's always a fun time. So that's very helpful. So on the flip side, I can help her have some different kind of, not saying boundaries, like she doesn't have boundaries, but just... Hey, why don't we do this first? Because we need to. And then let's go do that. Let's get all the things that we got to do out of the way because we're not going to want to later. So because we're going to be having a good time, we don't want to go home. So let's do it now. And then go. It's always a good time. That one. Wow, that's a one-hit wonder as well. <laughs> Maybe we just only sing one-hit wonders. Is that what we they're do? They're so catchy. That's true. That's why they're one-hit wonders. So sevens and twos, I think... The main takeaway, remember what we were just talking about with sevens don't really want to process the feelings out loud. They usually process their feelings by storytelling. So if they're really excited and want to share what they did that day, that's how they're telling you how they feel. So keep that in mind. But twos, they process things by talking it out. And if it's a sad thing or a thing that's not necessarily positive, a seven might not want to hear it. So not saying, so like if a seven and two, y'all are going to have to find the balance between that because y'all are going to need to figure out how to communicate sad stuff as well. Yes, and I think sevens and twos, twos like the planning aspects, but sevens are more spontaneous and there needs to be that, again, communication. Twos maybe don't always communicate how much need of like attention and affection they need and sevens are totally bebopping around, Mm -hmm. sharing their, you know, energy with everybody and twos over here like, but I need... I need a little bit more in my bucket, so definitely planning on that. So threes and sevens, again, um, they are very high energy, so a lot of times if you are taking a quiz, you might score in both of these categories just because you do have limitless energy pretty much, and you want to go and do things, and yeah. So the difference is sevens, they don't want to limit their personal options, and the threes don't want to limit how many hours they're going to work. Mm-hmm. So sevens are like, let's go play, and threes are like, let's go work. Not necessarily always in every case, but that is typically the line of thinking there. So they're going to have to learn to play nicely together. So my husband's a three and my mom's a seven, and the joke is that they need a reality show because they often <laughs> like will work together, but the thing that keeps them going is their energy. Mm-hmm. And again, my mom, she likes to paint, and so... That's her play. Yeah, so she's playing... Mm-hmm. But for my husband, that's working, that's work. and he can work while she does that, and then they're both being productive, and anyways. Yeah. They're perceiving it two different ways, which is very interesting, which is why they look so similar, but one is working, and one is just playing. Yeah. Which is why they can go forever. And ever, and ever, and ever. So, sevens, find the thing that you love to do, because you're going to get to do it forever. 
What's that? What's that you say? If you pick a job you love, you never work a day in your life. Yeah, that thing. That one. Sevens, yeah. go find that thing. Okay, sevens and fours. Oh, I love it how she says fours see the glass half empty and sevens see it half full. Yep, and fives are going. Technically, the glass is all the way full because it's half water, half air. Oh my gosh. Should we just jump to sevens and sixes then? <laughs> no, not yet. So I do like how they they both are totally feeling their feelings. The seven is all happy and joy, and the fours just mellowed out, feeling melancholy, feeling all the feelings. So again, the balance of the seven can pull the four out of the the low, and the four can help kind of reality check the seven and make them face the rest of their feelings. Yeah, they're both feeling feelings. All the feels. Lots of feelings. Just halvesies. <laughs> <laughs> one has the top half, one has the bottom half. <laughs> That's their Halloween costume. Oh, Yay! Nice. If you're a seven and a four couple, one of y'all be the top half of the glass <laughs> and climb on the shoulders. <laughs> Gosh. Of the four, because they'll be like, this is so heavy. I love this sad feeling. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, anyway. Sevens and fives. Yes. So what's interesting here is it says that they both love adventure and they get bored with repetition. So mm-hmm. I don't know that I would have made that connection with fives and sevens, which right. is why this book is so important. Yeah, so sevens actually go to a five when they're feeling secure, which I do think is interesting seeing how sometimes the fives can be more reserved, but that is why they can tap into that side and realize, okay, now's an appropriate time to chill, and now's an appropriate time to play, so they can exercise knowing that wisdom. I think kind of like what you're saying too is like if anyone out there is an introvert, but you can produce an extrovert side of you in a presentation or certain social situations, but your true nature is an introvert, that's what I think of it when a five goes to a seven. Mm-hmm. They're still definitely a five, but they can bring out the seven when they want to or need to. Oh, for sure. All right, sevens and sixes. So they are both kind of future mindset. So sixes are like, well, what if this happens in the future? What if this happens in the sevens? Like, we're about to have some fun. Let's go. <laughs> So, again, those are future visualizing people. And it goes back to, I think, what you said earlier. You know, worst case scenario versus best case scenario. Yeah. Yeah. I like how the different connections between, like, the half full, half empty with the fours and the best case, worst case with the sevens and sixes. So, it's really a game of balance. So, if you take nothing away from this episode, take away balance is required and communication is required yeah the opposite of you is not does not mean that you guys can't have a good relationship oh for sure it just means you guys have a lot that you can learn from each other seesaw not the broken one not the broken kind (laughs) (laughs) all right sevens with seven sounds like a grand old time man i just picture college days (laughs) because like you would try to go out on like a wednesday Like, the weekend would go from Wednesday to Sunday. And that's a lot. Someone needs to say, get your homework done first. You have a test tomorrow. Go to bed early. It makes me think of Elle Woods when she's studying for her LSATs, and she looks out the window, and they're partying, and the tutor's like, "Mm mm-mm, Elle. Yeah, Yeah. goals. Yeah. So, vision boards are going to be really good for seven, so they constantly see that reminder in their face every time they walk by it. So, vision board. I'm just going to throw that tactic out there. And boundaries. Yeah. Boards and boundaries. Boundaries and boards. That sounds like a board and brush. Have you ever done that? 
heaven. It's where, like, you go and you stay in wood or paint wood, and it has, like, your family name or a welcome mm. sign. Kind of mm-hmm. like painting with a twist, but, like, you Boards. decorate wood signs. There's no twisting activities. All right. Well, okay. Or are, you know, are there? You twist. What's happening? Well, I mean, you can drink. Oh. Twist the wine bottle cork. Okay. There you go. I see what you did there. So, boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> Not too many boards. <laughs> Sevens and eight. Seven, eight. Lamb straight. <laughs> so they both think and then do. Or sevens think and then do. Eights do and then think. So it does have a word of caution. So just, again, back to the communication. Sevens want to kind of think how that's going to go, play it out a little bit. Is this really going to be fun? And it's like dragging them along. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Let's go. And hopefully they're right. I think sevens are always taking that hesitant step to make sure that it's not going to end in negative or bad feelings. So they're kind of checking the scene before dipping the toe in the water. So let's go out and do this. Okay, hold on. Let me flash forward to like eight hours from now. Yep. Am I alive? Are we still having fun? (laughs) Okay, here we go. Yes. (laughs) Okay, sevens and nines. Oh, man. So whenever I have to go through closets... (laughs) My mom comes because I find it just overwhelming. Do you keep, should I keep this out? Should I, is it time to get long sleeves out? Or is Texas being dumb? And like, is my kid going to grow? Do I just box yes. this up? Or do I put it up high in the closet because I'm going to have to get it out next season? Mm-hmm. And then like some things, should I donate? Because they've just been worn too hard to go to the next kid. It's overwhelming. And my mom's like, nope, yep, nope, yep, yep, mm-hmm. nope, yep. And I love her for that. Yeah, the sevens love all the options. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, I'll take... That. I bet sevens really love buffets. They can maybe. have it all. Maybe. And nine maybe hate buffets. Yeah. I don't like all these choices. So I think if the sevens can help narrow it down, or even say, okay, Farron, you can keep five long sleeves and five short sleeves. Yeah. Okay, pick, pick out of these. That might help. Even right. if you can just narrow it down a little. Yeah, my approach is like, oh my gosh, how am I ever going to decide? And a seven is like, ooh, options! Which yes. one do you like the most? Let's talk about them all, and then let's pick the most fun one. And it's like, but that just might not me. be what like I need. Yeah, just pick for me. Yeah. Paint colors. We've been talking about painting. Mm. There's shades of blue. There's I a just million shades. Pick one. Tell me what the right answer is. I'll be happy with it. Promise. Yeah. As long as it's painted, just get it done. Get it done. Oh, man. Y'all, so we have concluded the book portion of the mini-series of The Path Between Us. Remember, this is the second book. This is like our 200-level course Mm. in Enneagram. So if you're looking, if you're going, um, what? The 101 course would be episodes 11 through 17. That's the road back to you. Her second book is The Path Between Us, if you're just now hearing that. So... Keep that in mind. Today I've, we talked. Sorry, no go. Today we talked about enneagrams. Enneagrams. Today we talked about enneagram fives, sixes, and sevens. That's the head and thinking triad. Yes, and I remember to tell you the oh, chapter five. <laughs> the chapter five title is "My Fences Have Gates." Ooh. So I'm putting up this wall, but if you go about it the right way, I will let you in, and then like at some point you gotta go. And, and then you also go to gotta bed. leave. Have you yes. seen Have you seen the floor mats where it's like welcome, but leave by nine? Yeah. 
If that's not five, I don't know what is. I need one that says like seven. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> that's so funny. Yes, you do need more rest. I get it. Okay, y'all. So the next three episodes are going to be back to back to back interviews all about the Enneagram. Yes, again, we like to provide our listeners with interviews with people that are living out the principles that we're covering in the books that we have for our book study. Yes. All right, y'all. See you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Witty and Gritty podcast. Join us at wittyandgritty.blog where you can subscribe to our newsletter, check out our blog, and listen to more episodes. We have a Facebook group out there just for you, for discussion, support, and community. And don't forget to get your freebie that's designed just for this mini-series. If you have any questions, reach out. We'll be right there.